0: You ever have to read the shit at the beginning of the meeting and then you get to the part where everybody repeats what you say and do you ever fuck them a little bit and do it at a different speed to, <laughs> so they're all off from you
1: no what do you mean like when they go like uh, uh uh
0: like if he were sought and everybody says it all together
1: oh and so you you speed you it know, up you know you do the, the uh-huh. preamble yeah works. and they so how it works uh-huh. yeah and they
0: were like blah 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 if he were sought and then mm-hmm. i'll be like if he were sought or if he were a sot. No. you know, like I fuck with sometimes, not every time. It's if I'm feeling spicy in the meeting. Yeah. Anyway, that's what our countdown reminded me of. Spicy, spicy
1: countdown. Yo,
0: I'm feeling spicy in this AA meeting.
1: <laughs> no, no, I try to be, I try to be as, um, I try to be as concise and quick with it all, because right. most of the people like it's not a lot of new people. Nah, so. they're all
0: looking at their phones and.
1: Right, yeah. So it's a bunch of people who know what the fuck's up, and they're just kind of like, "Let's right. get to the stuff that I came here right. for." So, right. Or
0: they're like, "Damn, did I feed the cat?" You know,
1: like <laughs> people are getting up and taking a piss and getting coffee, right. and Like getting yeah. settled in and still digging around the donut box with their grubby hands and
0: yeah. And I'm uh, over here like, "A, we're alcoholic and no fucking," you know.
1: Uh, uh, should we leave this part in about the meeting? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah, somebody out there will think it's funny. <laughs> We're not su- we're not promoting it in any way. We're Obviously just not about with our the shared parents. experience. Yes,
1: um, I just don't like it when people want to like split a donut with me, dude. I'll take your donut. You you maybe I, mean, I don't know. Are your hands dirty? That's what I'm saying. Is I I just not that I, I, yeah I just don't know where people's hands have been, and so they grab a donut, they rip it in half, and then they want to hand me half. I'm like man, uh, I'm, and I just nah. I'm like I I just always say like it's not on the program today. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, homeboy tried to share like half a, half a fucking Jelly Subway builder. tuna oh, yeah. sammy. Oh, God. You want half of this sammy here? You want this sammy? Oh, it's tuna. No. It's tuna I'm it in this hot room. <laughs> <laughs> There's never donuts or sammys at any of my meetings. Oh, I tell, we got this. Loud candy. That's about
1: it. You got to bring them. You should bring to the meeting what you don't, you know. I'm, you nodding, don't no. No. <laughs> I'm not
0: even, no. No. No, dude. I don't even drink the coffee there anymore. I oh. like it, but I just have my own coffee. I bring my own brand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I bring my own coffee now these days, yeah. too. Well, because I canceled the styrofoam cups and they trying to be as sustainable as possible. But right. If you haven't guessed already, you're tuned in to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. Right. Um, that was our preamble. <laughs> yes. And this is how it works. You listen to us ramble on A to Z. We pick a topic. We go from there um thank you to all of our patrons on patreon
0: absolutely our sibling
1: podcasts rashida and john i do with my girlfriend and gluten is not your problem with our friend walter who has plenty of (laughs) strange things um i well it's not really sibling podcast it's a network of podcasts it's a yeah it's a network i'd say a network right a network of podcasts yeah yeah so, my girlfriend and I talk about our health and wellness, and uh, Walter talks about weird food-related- Weird food stuff, weird yeah. Weird food stuff, um, but uh, I had to take him to the grocery store because he was really sick. And um, mm-hmm. he buys he buys groceries like a fucking 60-year-old man. It was like white bread, gallon of orange juice, NyQuil, and uh, he like spent like, I don't know, 20 minutes in the soup aisle. Just like, yeah. where's the regular? I just need the chicken noodle i was like what just about this one he's like ah. campbell's part see i'm
0: already losing patience with him i would have totally you're a good friend i lose patience with him i'd just be like it's the fucking white it's red it's the campbell's dude i'm gonna be over here
1: man because i'm gonna make you sicker uh-huh. no i yeah i just kind of walked up the road or up and up the road up the aisle uh, yeah. um but yeah so go listen to those podcasts check us out okay, um out patreon.com slash aifa uh follow us on instagram and um facebook and we do have twitter although i gotta tell you i don't really do the twitter thing too much i think it's all connected but i don't know are you on twitter you're not on twitter are you
0: No, nope. no twitter no facebook just instagram for work right. and if i didn't need instagram for work i'd be out son i wouldn't do that
1: either how would i know what you were doing i don't
0: care i like i like the way our friend coda does it he's got nothing man he's, he's nothing. probably just living the life of riley out there golfing and fishing and mm-hmm. wearing those tight pants you gotta dude. send just... him a postcard yeah he probably doesn't even listen to this he <laughs> doesn't do any of this shit
1: no no he he told me he just recently got like a brand new phone he's had probably the mm-hmm. same nokia or like he probably had the same razor since 2006. Well, he
0: told me it's because he was selling guitars on the internet
1: mm-hmm. and i thought he was
0: fucking around it turns out he really was and i was like, wow yeah! Wow, from a guy who has no nothing, no social media, that's great.
1: If you're interested in guitars, um, it's I think it's for it's Reverb.com and his uh, company is called Too Many Guitars T W O Too Many <laughs> Guitars because it's him and his dad that sell the guitars. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up now. Uh, but I believe it's Reverb.com and so he refurbishes uh-huh. guitars and sells them. Too Many Guitars. In case anybody out there is looking for. Uh, looking for a fresh axe yeah is that made t- by a good friend of ours mm-hmm uh, who's also sober sober bro sober dude sober pal so bro um so we are at the we're at letter I and I, I. is for identity um, originally and I wanted to kind of talk about this on the podcast a little bit because I think it's important um, originally I was thinking it would be like insult to injury because I kind of was making fun of Jerry online can we can we talk oh about man well,
0: yeah we could talk about that but that would have been a boring podcast that I got my I got butt hurt for half a minute
1: right well I th- yeah exactly I don't think it would require a whole podcast but so nah. for those of you who have been following us and I know there's a few of you out there um, one of the big things that that um, often comes later in recovery at least it did for me and it did for jerry is getting your fitness together and getting your health and getting your physical recovery you know because alcohol takes a toll on the body and so jerry's done a fucking 180 in like the last year and a half now about uh since
0: april of 2018 so yeah
1: but in april 2018 you between then and like the fall you lost like 50 or 60 pounds Fifty pounds. 50 I'm at pounds. about
0: I'm about forty five, fifty pounds right now because I keep I like fluctuate, but
1: the point is, is that he besides the point, yeah, made a dramatic he made a dramatic uh, change and it he looks great and um <laughs> so maybe do you want to explain the day that you posted the picture
0: and no nah, man I just I had worked out and I I take pictures of myself for my fitness pal right because it'll tell you. like weigh yourself and so what i like to do is take pictures of myself to compare myself to back then it's also inspiring to go wow here's me at like 200 205 because i was fluctuating between 210 and 200 so my official weight when i started was like 200 about Mm -hmm. so like here's me at 200 and here's me at like 150 or 148 because i fluctuate now between 148 and 154 it's a big fluctuation but i eat a lot of salty shit But, um, (laughs) so I took these pictures of myself in the mirror, like after I'd worked out and I was like for my app and I was like, damn, I look good. So I put like just in my Instagram story and then John's like, pull your pants up or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I said, I said, pull your pants up, man. You
0: showed your dick root, showing off your dick root. And I was like, dick root. And so you sent me that Rogan video and they're cracking on some dude. The only reason guy got his dick root out is cause girls want to fuck him. And I was like, nah, dude, I don't feel that way. I just have. I just wear my pants really low anyway because I was a teenager in the 90s and it's a hard <laughs> habit to break.
1: So I felt really guilty because... So I like erased yeah.
0: the picture, right? Because yeah. because I also knew I was going to get shit for it at work because these guys at work always... Because fu- I've done it like maybe three times, four times, and they, they all act like I do it every fucking week. And I've literally, since I've lost right. weight, I can go back and it's been, I don't know, about no. three, four times, right? Yeah. But enough that these guys at work are like, you're fucking gross, right? Like, you're gross for doing that. Like, maybe I make them feel secretly gay or they're attracted to me. And there's nothing wrong with being gay. I'm just saying, like, maybe you see me and you're like, damn, I want to kiss Wagner.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, no, because I'm <laughs> married. So I don't know. Well, and, uh, for I don't me, know. so then I felt guilty. I thought, oh, he put this picture up. You put this picture up. I made fun of you, <laughs> and then you took it down, and I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "All like, well, I gotta say something." So I sent, I sent him this long text message, and I was like, "I'm really sorry, man. Like, there's no reason for me to be rude or mean, and like, I really am. I'm, mostly, I'm coming from a place of envy, you know, because right. I've been, I've been working, you know, just as hard in the last year, but I also have twice as much weight to lose, so." I'm not even going to look like that. I'm, I'm never going to look like that because I'm going to look like me. Right. So it's, right. So the whole thing was I just felt really guilty and I felt really I was jealous and envious and I apologized And he's like, well, I appreciate that. But that was a very little part of why I was going to take it down, if at all. And it was it just was preemptive.
0: A, mm. I took it down so they wouldn't fuck with me at work. And mm-hmm. then they fucked with me at work anyway. So I was like, damn, they all see it. They all saw it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's. It's really funny because I had noticed the shift change in our friendship, right? Whereas in the past and, – and we do a lot of this comparative stuff on this podcast because I think it's really healthy for us to see how it used to be so that we don't go back to how it used to be. But mm-hmm. in the past, we would have had a disagreement. We would have yelled at each other and it would have gotten ugly and then we wouldn't have talked for a couple of weeks you know, or a week or something. And now the way we communicate with each other, you're like – you're straight up honest, which is – kind of eye-opening to me because i was like damn that's great like you're making progress as a person because you were completely honest like i wasn't just fucking with you because we're friends and that's what we do you know apparently we're putting this masculine role where we got to fuck with each other all the time which i always think is stupid we should be supporting each other as friends Mm -hmm. not just you i just mean with every male relationship i have is like that you know we just talk shit to each other but but the fact that you were like this is the root of why i was feeling this way i was like damn dude are we being hella mature right now it's weird like it's just because then i explained to you how i was feeling But i was just like no man this is all damage control i feel really insecure about it which is weird for me to be insecure about doing making myself feel better you know it's just Mm -hmm. i don't know man
1: i just was like i feel i feel yeah identity i felt envious and i felt jealous and i was like i want to be Mm -hmm. there and and, you know, things are changing so much and so quickly, so quickly, like quicker than than I think that I realize for myself. Mm-hmm. And I see it in you. And, right. um, but yeah, and, and but part of my recovery is catching those things when I do something shitty or bad or that makes somebody, you know, something that I don't feel good about. Catching right. it, finding what my what my part in it was right. And like what made me feel bad. And it was like, Oh, and then realizing like, I don't need to feel bad about this. It's just, I'm I'm doing a different thing. Right. And part of my
0: recovery was seeing where my insecurities lie, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and going into the root of it and being like, you know, I got fucked with constantly as a kid. I got bullied. I got teased. I doubted myself constantly. I had horrible, still don't have the greatest of self esteem. So You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm always really guarded about that. Like people give me compliments and if I'm, especially if I'm at work, I like, I kind of brush them off because I I get nervous that if someone's putting the spotlight on me and saying you're doing good, then someone else is going to fucking knock me down and just put me down a peg or two because they're feeling unhappy about themselves, you know? Yeah. So like I've, and so I'm, even in my normal life, I'm constantly guarded. You know, my wife will be like, you're so handsome. And I'm like, oh, you think so, huh? You know, it's never like a thank you or, mm-hmm. or anything because I'm always worried that some asshole's gonna fucking run in out of the corner and be like, you're still a fucking cunt, Jerry, and run away, you know? Like, I've always... It's, it's, I think most of those yeah. people
1: are fucking sitting on bar stools still, so, you know? Yeah, exactly, you know?
0: But it's just, it's it comes yeah. mine comes from this place of, like, real deep insecurity, you know? My mm-hmm. whole life, it's been like that, though. That's why I've always been like the guy in the group who's like, I gotta
1: wear a fedora, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's you find an affectation ah, you know. that, that, yes, exactly. That you use yeah. as, mm-hmm. I don't know, as, as, as protection something. or something, I don't know. or just
0: like look at this level of my uniqueness that no one mm. here has, you know? Like, so my uniqueness will make me feel so much better about my insecurities about who I am or what I do, you know? So it's weird. Like, we both learned some shit from this weird moment between us that was like, really, I was just really fucking tired and just like <laughs> took it. Way too personal, and was mm-hmm. also like being really preemptive about like keeping my feelings in check, you know. Because I, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are just, just not into being honest with how they feel about shit, you mm-hmm.
1: know.
0: when that's fine. I mean, those, those people have their own fucking shit they gotta contend with, you know. Mm-hmm. I just gotta stay in my lane. Just
1: stay pe- in your lane, and I stay. I'm so, just- apology accepted. Don't ever talk shit about <laughs> me again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely not um, god damn it but god. uh but it was yeah you're right it was this moment that was like really seemingly insignificant that was very significant for both of us so
0: well we we learned some shit and yeah. now we're here doing a podcast yeah so we're good yeah so i, mean, yeah. I feel good
1: <laughs> i feel good um yeah. it's been a good week happy labor day um we're recording this on labor day i hope everybody enjoyed oh, yeah. their three-day weekend by the time you hear yeah. this um Identity and what do we mean by what do I mean by identity? Um, you know, when we label ourselves alcoholics when I label myself an alcoholic, it's like the way that it was taught to me was, you know, this is something you come to on your own. There's no, there's no medical diagnosis. I didn't get, you know, take a blood test. And uh, mm-hmm. they told me, um, and you know i think that some of the newer science and i your dad mentioned this that it is a physiological or you know it's a physiological problem it's like down to the dna in the way that we process alcohol i don't know all the science but i believe that's what he was talking about last time but that we come to this diagnosis on our own at least you know um that's how i've I found it and I believe that's how you found it. You're like, "Well, I'm an alcoholic. Nobody had to tell me." Well, people had been telling me all my life, but or a lot of my life, but for me to accept it as who I am. And um so it's hard when people question, they're like, "Well, am I an alcoholic?" Like I used to call you when I was drinking. And would be like, Jerry, am I right. an alcoholic? And you're like... And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was somebody you didn't know as well, you probably wouldn't have said... I don't know what you would have said. Right.
0: But and I would have told you, too. I'm like, you know, that's not for me to diagnose right. you, Like, You, would you, say you live this. in your own house. I don't live in your house.
1: You yeah. Know? So, you know, I think that was, that was a big thing. And when I finally said, okay, I'm an alcoholic... And I'd said it a lot when I was drunk but it was more of like this sort of declaration of leave me alone and leave me be and this is just how I am like some fucking right mad king running around the fucking palace you know I'm an alcoholic and get out of my way and bring me more whiskey you know that kind of thing right so like
0: uh what's his name at the end of there will be blood
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm um no, what was his name? Not Elwood P. Dowd. That's Harvey. That's another. We should do that movie.
0: Oh, H uh, H W. H W. Anyway,
1: yeah. So, um, there's lots of different quizzes that you can take online, and some of them are short, and some of them are long. And I've I went through a few of them, and I them all with flying colors one of them was yeah. like one of them i mm. i went through the, the the list and then at the end of it it was like you are at severe risk in big letters <laughs> and, and and i did it from the from the perspective of me still drinking right and mm-hmm. i was like jesus and i was like yeah of course i knew it going into it but when i was drinking there was a huge level there were blinders put on i had a huge level of ignorance about a lot of this stuff that if you would ask me like Hey, do you drink alone? Hey, do you drink more than, you know, four days a week? Um, do you not remember things that you did when you were drinking? And I would have been like, yes, 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 but I would have also had a caveat or a justification like, oh, that's, but that's just normal. That's just the way it is.
0: Right. That's the way heavy drinkers drink. Mm-hmm. I, I did those a couple of those tests while while I was drinking, drunk in bed, laying there doing them on my phone, going, oh no, <laughs> and that's this parts- shit is wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's as far as you got.
0: Yeah, oh no. And then it yeah, immediately was like, this is all off. They don't know me.
1: <clears throat> so this test and I just w- I want to go through the answers, you know, kind of quickly and um talk about it, but this is the M A S T, the mast alcohol assessment quiz uh done th- I got this from the recoveryvillage.com and I thought it was a pretty good one. I think there's well we'll just we'll just go through and um. Do you feel like you are a normal drinker? Did you, Jerry? No. Uh, me neither. Absolutely not. No.
0: No, because normal. Dr- can I? Yeah, yeah. Normal please.
1: Drinkers. Normal drinkers
0: drink on Friday night and on Saturday night, and normal drinkers work really hard for five days a week in a shitty office cubicle job and listen to fucking Britney Spears and have normal boring top forty lives, and then they go to the bars and they bridge and tunnel that shit on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was not normal. I drank on Monday. Through Monday. In the Monday through <laughs> Monday, in
1: the afternoon.
0: Yeah, uh, in the afternoon, in a bar, in the dark. And we avoided the bars. I avoided
1: the bars on the weekends, because I didn't want to be around normal mm-hmm. drinkers. And yeah. it was always best to find some place that, yeah, was was quiet and, you know, yeah, Dude. I always went early or stayed too late. Mm-hmm. And
0: normal drinkers were fucking amateurs. <laughs> right. And I don't need any of your fucking out-of-the-fucking-grass-league shit in my way. Mm-hmm. Get out of my way. Yeah.
1: Have you ever woke up in the morning after drinking the night before and found that you could not remember a part of the evening?
0: Well, yeah, aren't you, that's what you're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> exactly. I
1: mean. That was my That was like, yeah, well, that's the goal. That was always right. the goal was to, to black out, man. See, I'm telling you, these tests are wrong. They're wrong. Do any of your close relatives or friends worry or complain about your drinking? Yes. Yeah. They did yeah. all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, and maybe not in so many words, but I—, I or people would just stop coming around. That was another thing.
0: My sister would have secret like mafia family meetings with my mom. Be like, "What do we do about Jerry's
1: drinking?" And she would say, "We need to
0: have an intervention." And my mom would be like, "He needs to hit his own bottom. Like mm-hmm. us putting him in a hotel room in a holiday Inn is not going to make him stop
1: drinking." Um, can you? I should do this in the past tense, but is it, can you stop drinking without difficulty after one or two drinks? No can i stop drinking could i stop drinking without no it was difficult no No,
0: because the itch was there the itch got stronger isn't that weird when you Mm -hmm. tried to scratch that itch that craving it would just get it would like catch fire yeah so fucking weird yeah
1: yeah i would just do that excitement and then you're like and then you want to chase that buzz right you're just trying to catch that buzz Mm -hmm. and you're like ooh, that feels the tingly and the warm and all the way down to my fingers and my fucking toes sometimes you're like all Right. right I didn't realize the stacking effect of alcohol,
0: right? Like the way it stacked up on itself. And for the longest time I was so ignorant cuz to me I was like I have this perfect drunk buzz, I'm perfect. So now I need to keep drinking the entire night to carry this buzz straight mm-hmm. through the night and it would just like stack up and I'd get drunker and drunker and drunker and then that was in the beginning and then by the time I, you know, quit drinking, like quit drinking, got sober, I just wanted to get to the point where I had stacked it all up, you know.
1: Mm. Yeah. Too much. Did you ever feel guilty about your drinking? Yeah, yes. dude. That was like regular shit. Who doesn't do that? Mm hmm. Yeah, that was, I, it yeah. was constantly, I felt guilty about even by myself feeling like, oh man, I just drank all six of those beers and that half bottle of Stoli. I'd feel guilty that I didn't get enough booze, right? I'd be like, God damn right. it. Like, mm-hmm. um, so this is an interesting one. Um, have you ever attended an AA a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous while you were drunk or while you were drinking? Did you ever? No. No? Mm-mm. I did that one no. time where I made the lady, the cab driver, drive me to Wait, the- Wait, right? So yeah, yeah I've, and I'll, I've told the story before, uh, but I'll, I'll be quick about it. I'd been up, one of the things I would do on my weekends is I would stay up until like eight in the morning drinking. Like I would get off work at like 11 or 12 at night and I would get booze and I would just stay up And I would drink, and I would smoke cigarettes, and I would try to write poetry, like, shitty Bukowski poetry on my laptop. And I would Mm -hmm. watch movies, and I would listen to music, and I would, like, talk to people on the phone, whoever would be up, and listen to me. Usually, there was, like, a couple people who were drunk, too, and whatever. But um, at one point, I was, I got nobody, there was nobody to talk to, so I called an AA hotline, and I talked to this guy for, like, an hour, and... (laughs) Jesus he was very sweet and very patient and um and then finally I went to an AA meeting at like eight o'clock in the morning and I had the cabbie drive me there and I said look you need to wait here I'll give and I gave her like 50 bucks just wait in the parking lot because I wanted to make sure that I could get out of there whenever I wanted to like I felt like yeah. I was gonna fucking be I don't know get, did you make the whole meeting or no I feel like I did. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, it was
0: one of those. Yeah, the purple haze. I was very I mean, just hazy. Hazing
1: it, through. yeah. But it was very hazy because I had been drinking for like eight hours, and then I went. Damn. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I would, you know, I clicked yes on that one. Um, have you ever gotten into physical fights while when drinking? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, dude. Of <clears throat> course. Once again, that's why you drank so mm-hmm. you could go fight people. Right. Oh, I did. That's yeah. part
1: of that whole like strongman bukowski test your metal kind of drinking right has drinking ever created problems between you and a near relative or close friend well <laughs> yes that was part yeah. for the course right um mostly friends relatives every once in a while but mm-hmm.
0: i'd get into it with my sister faith but everybody else just kind of left me
1: alone mm. Has any family member or close friend gone to anyone for help about your drinking? You just yeah, said your your sister, yeah. yeah. Um, Probably
0: bo- both of them, I imagine, but <clears throat> I don't know.
1: Hmm. Have you ever lost friends because of your drinking? Have you I've lost... lost
0: girlfriends?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they mean I if people I, died, uh, but or because of my drinking. Oh yes, um, have I lost friends because of my drinking?
0: Like people stopped being friends with you, yeah. no? Because all my friends were
1: drunks. <laughs> that's this is this Do you know is what i'm saying like yeah. i
0: surrounded myself with drunk so i was mm-hmm. like didn't have to worry about like and if i lost any of you guys you guys would come back in a month mm-hmm. a couple weeks yeah you know, usually we yeah because we had You'd nobody like, else well, to hang out with either <laughs> yeah because nobody wanted to hang out with our drunk fucking asses because we were doing
1: you know we were being fucking loaded all the time there were a few people there was a couple people i remember our friend, uh, my friend Will, um, you know, our friend Will, and, and he would call me all the time to want to do stuff before work, but I was always too hungover, and he eventually mm-hmm. just stopped calling, and we didn't hang out as much. But Right. I mean, that kind of shit would happen all the time. Have you ever gotten into trouble at work because of drinking? Yes? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangovers, definitely. Um,
1: Yeah. Like calling in constantly hungover. Yeah. I had my boss, who was a good friend of mine one time, like have to sit me down, and he's like, I'm not going to try and tell you how to live your life, dude. But you've got to get a handle on it, whatever you got going on, because uh-huh. what, the way you behave. Because uh. we got drunk, and we like stormed into the restaurant like right before they closed and tried to order a bunch of fucking french fries and whatever. And it was just, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think I remember you telling me about that, yeah. Have you ever lost a job because of drinking? Hell, no. yeah. Oh. Not me. <laughs> I haven't. I lost that job at Coffee Corner after i got i got prom- oh, yeah, i, I got promoted you to your position i was a dishwasher and jerry was the uh, prep guy and prep uh and then he he left and i got that job and i was i would go out drinking with the manager and then jerry came back to town and i remember like what I got, I was so drunk, and I was young, so I was like twenty, twenty or twenty-one, so I could drink a lot. You're like, yeah,
0: twenty-one, but yeah. I
1: still, I was so drunk I couldn't wake up to be at my shift at nine a.m. And they called Jerry, and they're like, "Hey, man, you still want your job?" You're like, "Yep, I'll be there." And that's when I got the call. And I was drinking with you. I was yes. at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went just, home and changed. It took my job because he tough <laughs> break, Johnny. <laughs> Um, have you have you ever neglected your obligations or your family or your or your work for two or more days in a row because you were drinking? Yes. <laughs> Easily. Yes. Was... You should just put
0: yes to every single question. I mean, um yeah.
1: do you drink before noon fairly often?
0: Uh near the end, yes. I would, but not
1: yeah, I mean I don't yeah. know about often, but I mean I would always
0: um uh what is often here there's no designation look at these justifications i'm making see? i'm literally making justifications <laughs> I know. right now this is fucked up I'm mean, like
1: define often is it often is... <laughs> three days four days because that's the thing three, days, like, a three, three days, days a week three days a week is I would that's drink not that not often is it I was like i don't know Ask more my than like
0: my wife yeah you know exactly. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the red. a lot of people out there.
1: Be like well does, does the weekend do the weekends count you know yeah because mm-hmm. of course you can drink before noon on a sunday have you ever been told you have liver trouble, such as cirrhosis? I've never been diagnosed. Nah, any, I don't think so. No, because I didn't go to the doctor. Because I was afraid they were going to tell me that, so I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever, after heavy drinking, have you ever had uh, DTS, <laughs> delirium tremens, severe shaking, oh, yeah. visual or auditory hallucinations? Eh. Not severe, but severe enough it made me anxious. Yeah. But yeah. Not
0: severe enough that I was like, you know. I've had some. I've had some pretty shaky mo-
1: mornings where I i've thought, been
0: shivery as fuck dude and i'm like oh it's just low blood sugar
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they blood blood sugar that was cured by a shot how weird huh mm-hmm. yeah have you ever gone to anyone uh for help about your drinking i mean i think i guess i did with that with that meeting but it didn't stick <sighs> i don't know man i've
0: called people crying while i was drinking wanting to know what i should do and they'd say quit drinking and then i'd hang up yeah but no i don't think so. Oh. I mean, I didn't know what to do, and I would say, what do I do? But I would never say the magic words, like, how do I stop?
1: Mm, but, that's a big difference, huh? Not like mm-hmm. what going from what do I do, thinking that how there's do some I stop? external answer to this. Like, if I just do mm-hmm. this one thing, I can continue on this path of drinking. Right,
0: like like quitting <laughs> drinking is not the option here. What else do I do that is not <laughs> the option? Mm-hmm. How, how do I fix my life that seems to be fucked up every time I get fucked up without not getting fucked up? That's a goddamn pretzel right there.
1: Dude. <laughs> yeah, wanting to drink normally, right, in some capacity, right. or wanting to. Right, I wanted to. It's not that I wanted to drink normally. I wanted to drink the way that I was drinking without consequences.
0: Right, like in a vacuum.
1: Uh huh. Without right, anybody around. Because
0: drinking normally means you don't get fucked up all the time there's no release there's no sweet release you don't get to float around in space anymore you just have to what have a glass of wine and be like mm-hmm. that's enough for me i'm flushed
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: like no that that i didn't want that i wanted what you said that's so funny because i absolutely wanted what you said the way to continue drinking the way i was drinking without the consequences anybody else yeah. around or or having to pee blood or throw up or
1: I crash think, a car <laughs> yeah i think that that too yeah. is like when i when i said that to myself like without without any consequences and like that's i feel like when the isolation started because it, mm-hmm. it was just okay well i can minimize the consequences without having to minimize the the consumption you know and so i would just yeah like, i would hide away or you know be off by myself i would you know i i ended my drinking career with a bottle of vodka under my bed yeah <laughs> so I to, right yeah. um have you ever been hospitalized because of your drinking yes oh yeah <laughs> i don't think that i have i think that i have i have i stayed out of the hospital i've been I've been called to the hospital because of my friends drinking, but um, right, and you showed up drunk, to and the I showed hospital, up, yeah. Bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never been in the hospital. Yeah, uh, I've broken things, mm-hmm. I've
0: cut things, I've yeah, I've been hurt pretty bad a few times.
1: Drunk? Has your drinking ever resulted in your being hospitalized in a psychiatric ward? No,
0: no. Surprisingly enough, no. I just did that on my own, sober. Mm. <laughs>
1: nice <laughs> nice and that was very early like that was you were i was very like young. a kid dude yeah, yeah 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 um have you ever gone to any doctor social worker clergyman or mental health clinic to help with any emotional problems in which drinking was a part of the problem yes i would have to say yes yeah i i went to i feel like well, there was that one time I went to therapy for a very, very brief period, but it was because the girl that I was with wanted me to go, and she was concerned that I had, like, she found some pornos, and she didn't like that there was pornos in the house, and she thought I had a problem. And that I
0: remember that, and that and was so weird, man.
1: That was like, um, and there may have that been, was weird, man. There, there may there were a lot of problems. I think that might have been, if that was on the list, that was like the very fucking last one on the list was that
0: the the porno was the straw that broke the camel's back she's like these fucking fun bag mountain Mm -hmm. is gonna kill
1: us (laughs) no i mean i it was but i
0: remember you and that person and 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 whatever that person's got their own journey in life or whatever but i remember being like that's the thing like not all the other wild shit he's been doing this is the thing right here like not the
1: And so I never went to therapy under the right circumstances. You know what I mean? It wasn't for myself. Well, it seems
0: like you were forced. I was forced.
1: And mm -hmm. I felt, I just felt, I was really young and I was, I felt guilty all the time and I was coerced and Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to please this person because I, that was part of my whole thing was having to please everybody. And so I have to make this person happy. So I'll do this thing. And I, so I didn't really get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, Um, have you, have you been arrested more than once for driving under the influence of alcohol? No. Haha. <laughs> Jerry avoided drive. that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I rode a bike, mm-hmm. but I never got it. Dewey's for being on a bike or um, being in a cab. I should I've should definitely ruined a few cab driver's nights. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I should yeah. have been arrested
1: a few times for driving yeah. drunk, at least. I should have been arrested for being your passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the last one. Have you ever been arrested even for a few hours because of uh, other behavior while drinking? Yes, uh, I've never been arrested. <clears throat> yeah, for graffiti though. Also, I was really young. I was like
0: 18, hmm. 19. Hmm. Graffiti, uh,
1: malt liquor and graffiti. And you you got arrested? But you did you stay yeah. did you stay in were you in jail or just detained? Uh, th- I
0: got I got cited the first night and then a couple days later, they came and grabbed me and detained me to question me about a non related thing that was also graffiti, but it wasn't mm-hmm. to that night. That night, I got sighted, and then they came into the apartment, and I think the cops were like, We don't want to deal with any of this shit. Here's your summons. And then a couple days later, the graffiti stuff again, it was a different cop, and this guy was a detective. Mm. And yeah, because we were talking about a lot of graffiti. <clears throat> um but i was drunk when i did it so it counts and i sat in the jail with him for like eight fucking hours dude which is nothing compared to probably even what podcast
1: or podcast listeners some of them are probably like eight hours yeah like that's nothing right i mean yeah. I, and i we have a mutual friend who has spent days um and um yeah i mean i've heard i've heard a lot of stories so i mean that's nothing um yeah so but still though it,
0: it answers the question
1: mm-hmm. yes so our total score was 18 out of 22. Um, yeah! And it's, your score is 18, indicating that you have a drinking problem and should seek treatment. Mm-hmm. So, What's my
0: prize? Is it some airplane <laughs> bottles or something? Right. Right.
1: Um, so <laughs> I, I think... and we, we, we joke, you know, because we... You know, I don't know, because we're insecure. Because I'm we inappropriate. Want, yes, we're we yeah. inappropriate and insecure. But I think that these... These tests are, I don't know, man, like identity is a trippy thing. And so this is just a little kind of gives you a guideline about or gives, you know, I wish I would have taken this, you know, but it kind of at least opens up your mind a little bit to the question of whether or not something is normal and something is good and something is bad. And should I be doing this? Because when we talk about identifying ourselves as alcoholics, um, you know there there's some questions these days, and again, your father, who's done a lot more research than 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 I have, was talking about how well we shouldn't maybe call ourselves alcoholics. It should be like I have a alcohol um, abuse disorder or something like right. that. Right. Alcohol- right.
0: But I'm in long-term recovery.
1: Or I'm in long-term recovery. Right. Because yeah. right. that doesn't have the same stigma that alcoholic does. Um, right. So do you I mean how do you feel about that cuz I mean, I know that you're just You know like, No go ahead Continue. just because this you is. you say uh, I'm you know I'm an alcoholic and I think that sometimes I say it I'm I I'm very proud of the work that I've done right and so right. I don't mind saying I'm a recovering alcoholic. I don't have a mm-hmm. problem with that word as a um as some sort of I've said it at job interviews, you know. Right where I'm like, I don't drink anymore. I'm in a program. I'm recovering alcoholic, um, and that's you know that's usually the way I end it after everything's gone really smoothly in the job interview. And I go, one right. more thing, just so you know. So I don't really have a problem with the term alcoholic. It doesn't. Nah, neither do I. <clears throat> um, I guess because I've also used it to describe myself in the past, and so it's not like I was trying. I don't think I was ever trying to hide my drinking. Well, let me rephrase that. I was fine. <laughs> there was lots of times that I hid drinking. What but there was plenty of times that I was very open about how much I drank. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the word alcoholic doesn't doesn't bother me because in my mind, in my heart, it's, you know, a recovering alcoholic and that mm-hmm. long-term recovery.
0: Right, right, right. Cuz they think, well, <sighs> you have to i mean i would have to there's a few things i'm trying to get out because there's a couple things that are trying to all get out at once with this mm-hmm. with the term alcoholic right and i think initially when you're trying to explain it to a person who may not have that relationship with alcohol that you had mm-hmm. it conjures up your rock bottom of course i've said that before because straight you know i and i don't know a term for a person who's a non-al- let's just say non-alcoholic right like for a non-alcoholic, they see that and they immediately think of you at your worst. Because me as an alcoholic, I meet other recovering alcoholics and I think of them at their worst. I do. It's just <laughs> my fucking sure. habit. It's just a person in me, right? Um, So I, I also get a lot of – I got a lot of pushback. I still do sometimes and it makes me kind of laugh now. It used to kind of insult me where people will correct me and they'd say, no, you were an alcoholic, right? Like, oh, no, you were and you're fine now. And I, I – I, that, that correction always it used to bristle, but now I think it's just kind of funny because the condition to me still remains regardless of whether or not I'm imbibing alcohol, right? Because if I um, – like you can become physically addicted to alcohol. Absolutely. Anybody out there can. You, if you give a person enough alcohol, they'll become physically addicted. Then you take that flow of alcohol away. They'll go through a withdrawal period and then typically, if the person, if we're talking about this like science test, right? Mm-hmm. Or this, the science experiment, you take that alcohol away, they go through physical withdrawal, and then they're okay after a while. There's no mental or emotional or psychological craving that happens. There may be, or there may be for a brief period of time, but then it's business as usual, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of my quote unquote terminal uniqueness or whatever it is that makes me different is that I still, even after years of no of abstinence from alcohol still will get cravings every once in a while. Do you know what I mean? It'll just come up out of nowhere. So this condition persists on my end, you know? So that's the term I use for myself, you know. You haven't That's how I identify.
1: Right. You haven't you haven't you haven't graduated from it. You don't get to I
0: have and you know I hear people all the time in the early in the meetings say uh, my obsession has been lifted and I thought that was fucking crazy. I'm like, what do you mean your obsession is? Why are you even here then? what are we even doing here then, Mm -hmm. you know? And now I realize that they meant, I, I, I I can't assume, but in my mind, when I feel like, when I feel like my obsession has been lifted, it has in the short term, in the sense that like, it no longer is this constant force in my life that I need to reckon with constantly and and make special, um, like just, I don't know, just make special in my life, like make other things, manipulate my life in order to make it part of my life, I guess is what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say. Yeah, it's just you know, <clears throat>
1: and uh, I I think too. I feel a certain sense of um, like I earned it. Okay, so don't take it from me. Don't you know? You know? And <laughs> yeah. I, like dude, it's, yeah. it feels it almost feels like there's a certain level of because I felt kind of like a pirate before, right? I felt mm-hmm. like a fucking like a badass before because I was a fucking hardcore. Heavy metal, pirate, fucking, you know, razor wire, whatever. I could drink right at, more than you, and if I, if motorhead. I if I couldn't, I was <laughs> definitely gonna try, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I feel kind of the same way in my recovery, although there's a certain level of like I was a raw nerve going into it, and I still am still trying to sort through. Feelings and emotions and fucking psychoses and all and neuroses and all the things that, you know, just make me human to make me better, you know. So it's like it's a lot of hard work to to sit down and analyze myself and and do a little, you know, writing prayer and meditation and get it Mm -hmm. not get it right, but get it to the point where I feel good. It's so yeah. it's it's a lot of work, and so I feel very proud of that, um, and so yeah, I'm I'm an alcoholic, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and so hi I, John, I, I don't yet yeah, right, <laughs> 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 so I don't want to um I don't want to I don't want to take that away, I, so I I don't want to I don't know that I would be comfortable, and I might change my mind to be like, well, I'm in right. long term recovery, you know, right so maybe as more of that that ego melts away or you know right or or my um my focus shifts on what's important so right yeah and i I, it's uh, yeah i was gonna say it's not
0: a scarlet letter for guys like us that big a mm -hmm. it's not a big red a you Mm -hmm. know a is for alcoholic bam dude see this we should sell t-shirts a big red a anyway Yes, making money off this shit, not at all. But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so but it's
0: not a scarlet letter for I would imagine. Well, but for, for some, I would imagine
1: for both of us. For yeah. some,
0: of, for yeah, but not for you and I though. No,
1: we were very. You I know? think we were very open and vocal about our drinking, and it was right. So
0: why would I be weird and quiet about it now? Not weird, but why would I feel insecure, quiet mm-hmm. about it now? Because. Right, I fucking let you know, or you would know by the end of the night. If you invited me and my wife over for dinner during my drinking days, you would know by the end of the night. Oh, this guy gets this guy gets fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's his jam.
1: And so I I think maybe too, it's hard for some who are not of the same cut from the same cloth as you and I. Right, people who are more reserved uh, or. People who, we all
0: come from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody. We all come from different places. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go no,
1: I, I, I just don't think that anyone. I hope, I hope that nobody. And it's hard to say this, but I hope I don't think anybody should be ashamed uh, if they're if they're interested in getting help. If they're interested in changing, um, that real change can happen and. Yeah, my identity has changed so much i mean that's another thing that's kind of scary is just the level of of just how different i am you know i was i went to go see i was trying to sell some sell some comics and um and I was going They're They're sort of bar related. So my partner does these, you know, a lot of oh, bartenders. Okay. And so, I thought
0: you had like a bunch of old DC comics, like, <laughs> Superman like I was and going, shit. And I was like, where'd you come up on this shit? But I, go ahead. I should
1: really I, I I have this problem of starting my stories in the middle without explaining everything. So it was some artwork we were working on and they were they were like bartender related. And so I know a woman who owns a bar and I was going in there to none of this is important to the story. I don't know why I'm going, but here we are um
0: yeah we're here it's okay we're taking the scenic route. so
1: i was like maybe she could sell them at the bar they might be funny people look at them so i left a couple of them for her to be like hey maybe people like this maybe you want to sell them we could you know split the profits and she couldn't believe how much weight i had lost and Mm -hmm. um and then we're sitting there talking and she's like john you know it's so weird i'm looking at you and i think even your voice has changed Like it's different to me than it was, than I remember it. And I haven't seen her in a while, but, um, but identity is such a, um, it's, it's, it can be a very fluid thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, so who, who am I? Uh, I'm not only an alcoholic, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person who I get excited about, you know creative projects whether those things I I'm I'm an artist I'm a poet Jerry I don't know if you know this Your about poet. me I'm a bar. No. I'm a bartender um I'm a I'm a you know I'm a lot of things but I'm not just an alcoholic so I don't know if I'm if I I'm not making any points right now, I'm just basically saying that my No, I get where you're
0: coming from though. You're saying you're the
1: sum of your parts, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's
0: it's not like you just wear the alcoholic moniker and that's it. Like you walk around in your whole life being like just I'm about that fucking sober life and that's it. You no. know what I mean? Like you've got a lot of other facets. We both do. And
1: I think that I think that a lot of people do. Many people do. I I think I'm, we all do, yeah. I am yeah. I am an athlete, Jerry. I never thought I would say that.
0: Yeah, isn't that (laughs) fucking weird? You're an athlete, dude. Oh, that's weird. That's
1: weird. John Staley, athlete?
0: Yeah, you are, though. You are. I envy you the fact you can run without stopping. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm like,
1: I got to get there. I want to do that. I want to see how that feels. Apparently, that feels good. So one of the things that that is cool, too, and I sidetracked for a second here, is if you find trails that kind of, even if they go up and down, because you get a little Mm -hmm. more because you have to be more careful on the trails cuz of all the fucking rocks. You don't right. you don't go as fast as far, but it's fine because you're kind of focused, your mind is like more focused on don't trip and fucking fall. So right. if you can find some like hills and trails and mountains and stuff like that, start like mess around with like kind of doing some short runs in between your hikes. It'll feel more fun and your mind will be more um uh like you you' you're you you will not get bored, you won't just yeah. feel like, oh, I'm out of breath it's time to stop yeah. so that's kind of something like I did this trail today and I was running up and it was it was hard and it was hot and I was sweating and then but then the downhill is like fun that's when you get the the fun part where you're like you're kind of just bouncing down the hill you're like you get that pinocchio shit <laughs> like
0: i'm a real boy exactly
1: exactly i'm like on the I'm tip a real of the american titanic American boy do you remember that real yeah, american real boy american shit? shit yeah boy. i'm not even getting into that oh god I'm a
0: real american boy
1: so i think that identity is so for me um it's something that i created so i did that right I didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen upon me. It didn't happen to me. I had to create that identity as an athlete. And mm-hmm. you say, well, what does that mean? Are you a professional athlete? Like, well, no, I don't get paid for it, but.
0: Oh, but you're an amateur athlete. Right. Much more than I imagine other people around you are. You know, mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And a
1: lot of people, I mean, it's just, and and it's not something that, it's not, some, this is not, this thing that we do is not something that normal people do. So fucking be proud of your recovery and that, that identity, but. I guess it's I again it's just what I put my mind to and I know this sounds so fucking corny and I wish there was a better way to put to say it, right? But mm-hmm. if you put your mind to it and that's that's what I did to become an athlete. Right. So, well and
0: you also have to forgive yourself while you're doing it too, because you're not just gonna you and that's the caveat I always tell mm-hmm. every just I use in my life to tell myself, I'm like You're gonna fuck this up a bunch. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna take time. And you gotta forgive yourself and just keep putting your mind to it over Mm -hmm. and over again. And then eventually you like don't even realize you're doing it and then you're doing it. Not even just recovery sobriety, just I've I apply that to most anything in my life that I don't give up on too quickly. Mm Because I give up on shit all the time. (laughs) I am amazed that I've been doing this podcast with you this long, to be honest with you. Just because I quit things. Like I'm just like, "Ah, I'm done. I'm done, which is I'm not also not a foreboding tale. I'm telling you right now that I'm like, yo, I'm gonna fucking bounce out on you <laughs> mm-hmm. in 18 months. I'm just I'm sticking to it because I like enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. and and this is actually one of those things that hasn't been hard or a pain in the ass, other than when the fucking audacity quits out on us, right, you know? right, and we got to re record or you know. But I mean, yeah, you just I mean I just feel like I just had to keep doing whatever I'm doing, whether it's not drinking or trying to finish a piece of art or. Working out or whatever it is. Raising a kid, man, that mm-hmm. shit is mm-hmm. difficult, man. Sober, raising a kid sober, what the fuck? It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is, right? Yeah, but if I did it drunk, fuck. It would, that would be a, just the same amount of work, f- but I'd well, fuck I, it all up. I
1: feel like at, at, at a certain point, it it would be kind of taken out of your hands if you were still trying to do right. it drunk. You well, know, like not.
0: I remember talking to my mom once, right? And I was like, damn, you were so young. You know, my mom was 17 when I was born. Mm-hmm. I've brought this up before on the podcast. And by the time she was, you know, in her 30s, she had four fucking kids. Like, she was, like, in her early 30s, had four kids. And I'm like, how did you do it? You know, dad was always at work you know, or, or you were always alone. You know, my dad was around. He was a good cat. I mean, he still is a good cat. but And I'm just saying this because they listen to the podcast now. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I asked my mom, like, how would you do it? And she's like, I drank. I drank the entire fucking time. That's how I did it, you know. And and, and uh, she's like, it got harder when I stopped drinking, but it also got easier, you know. So it's weird. It's weird to think about it that way, you know. Like, and this shit is hard. Have a drink, but you know, you know how we drink, you know. It doesn't work that way.
1: It's for not people just like us. No, dude. And I had no problem being an alcoholic when I was drinking. So why the fuck should I now go? Oh well, I'm been you know whatever it is you know be i'm not i don't i'm not going to feel ashamed of it because it was very easy for me to just be like well yeah i drink because i'm an alcoholic and i didn't really know what that meant i didn't know what to to what extent that just basically was my way of saying leave me alone i'm not going to argue with you about it and right i'm gonna sit here in
0: my sad hole and cry (laughs)
1: Uh
0: fuck you this is what i do fuck you i'm an alcoholic -hmm. I'm gonna sit in my sad hole. But now, even in early recovery, even now, like I wouldn't I would tell I would tell myself, don't be embarrassed about that shit, because you made a fucking change and you made a hard fundamental. You had to fucking grind the gear so hard to turn this car around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like you had to push everything that was going forward, you had to grab it and pull it back and make it go the opposite way. And that's hard. That's a struggle. And you keep having to do it and then you just keep working at it. That's what I did. That's what we do. We just keep working at it until it gets a lot easier, you know. So be fucking proud of it. Be proud that you're in recovery, even if it's fucking forty-eight hours. God damn, that's forty-eight hours without having a drink. That's a motherfucker. I remember it.
1: It sucked ass, but I still kept doing it. You know? <laughs> I, I, it was rough, dude. I feel so. like I I can I can remember that first week of uh of of quitting and just just yeah it was rough and it, it hurt and I just was thinking if I can just get through this next seven days and then I'll be fine then I can prove to myself right. that I'm fine and then I can have a drink and I didn't I don't know why I didn't because I didn't like I may have reached out to you I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends in recovery except for you no and I was yeah. not like in contact with you hardcore I was like
0: a thousand miles away or how you yeah know. and yeah. so
1: I don't know why I I mean, there, but I don't know the higher power. I don't know. Right,
0: you just had to, yeah, you just had to do it at that time, and now you got to keep doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's true. That's the thing, right? And it, and I, I also push back against this idea that it's so fucking tenuous. Like it, any moment, any moment you can get drunk, and I'm like, no. No, that's not – for me, it doesn't work out that way. For me, it works out that I will get drunk if I'm not watching my shit and not maintaining my mental health. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? If I'm not maintaining my mental health and putting – keeping myself realistic and keeping my thoughts realistic and keeping myself grounded and realizing how big I am, then yeah. But I I just – I always bristle those people who show up and tell you like – you fucking miss one meeting and you're gonna get drunk and die and i'm like god give it a rest dude like (laughs) damn dude we're not here to scare the shit out of people dude this ain't maury you know Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be a you know scaring these kids straight or whatever like they're having a hard time don't scare them more i meet the new guy or the new girl i I, dude there's something in me i just wants to hug a motherfucker now and i'm still the new guy to somebody else Mm -hmm. you know like but I just, it just, it makes my like, it really does. It like makes me hot in the eyes. I'm like, fuck,
1: you're new. Like, you're gonna be all right, you know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be all right. Yeah. And this coming from jerry if you listen to like one of our earlier episodes, and this is not even that long ago, I'd be like, man, is, right. they want to hug me, man, and I just would like, I don't want to be touched. Oh dude. no, I still don't hug them. Oh, but you I want to hug right? him now. Do baby steps. <laughs> baby I'm making steps. baby steps. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I have a desire to hug them, but I uh-huh. do not. I've made a decision to hug them, but I still haven't hugged them. <laughs> I'm not following through with that shit. Yes. 18 months, so let's talk. <laughs> it takes a minute,
0: dude. Baby steps. No, I don't hug them, but my heart goes out to them. I like pat, mm-hmm. shoulder pat. Yeah. Or a high five or a fist bump. I'm like, good fucking job. And I, I just want to show a way to express to them like how fucking cool I think yeah. that is. You know, like you're, you are in the process of turning this car around. You know, and mm-hmm. that's a bitch, dude. Yeah. I think a that's fist, hard work.
1: Fist bumps a good way to go. There's a lot of communicable, right. you know. But
0: but 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 but
1: yeah, especially off the new person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> but I just I just think that it's such a I am amazed at myself and how fluid my identity has been in recovery um, about who I am and still trying to figure it out and right, fa- right. Four, four years down the road, you know, sober, I still am like. Who am I? What am I doing? Like sometimes I'll be I'm like did I just do that thing or did I say that or how am I I'm here apologizing to you and fucking running 8 miles up a hill and you know Yeah, dude, that's weird, man. I'm going to go speak at a meeting on Friday because somebody yeah. asked me and I'm like this is not John, but it is. And you can do all
0: that shit sober, too. <laughs> right? That's exactly. Crazy, dude, yeah.
1: So um it's really like so. I go okay, John, and I have to remind myself of these things because it's very easy for me to get discouraged, distracted. You know, I've been kind of like in and out of jobs, and I can't—not that I can't hold one. I can't stand a job for long. <laughs> that's you know, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is I'll be like, well, this doesn't fucking feel good. I'm gonna go do something else, and I'm gonna go do something else, and I'll just go wait tables at this place until something else shows up, and and it's been really discouraging because. Um, and I don't want to get into uh, my particular whining um, but you know financial insecurity is a real thing and so and it's also like identifying as a man who makes money like that's another thing that I, I deal with well is mm. my, my manhood is tied to how much money I make right
0: mm, yeah
1: so and it's like what the fuck and then I go to the grocery store this afternoon and I was like because I need to buy groceries. I don't have a lot of money because I haven't been working a lot and I've, I've got another job that's coming up and whatever. Um, but I had this moment of like, well, I'm cleaning out the car and there's all this change in the console. So I get a, <laughs> I get a jar and I fill it up about yeah. halfway and I'm like, I'm going to go take this change to Safeway. I'm going to put it in the coin star. And mm-hmm. there was a certain level of like, am shame. I? Shame. Shame. A little embarrassed. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> but you know, like, why should I? I've, I've been just, there, yeah. And and so why though? You just
0: you're not even buying booze with it. You're getting like cheese. Yeah. Not even cheese knowing you, you're getting like probably quinoa, almond milk.
1: And and almond milk, right? And a tomato. (laughs) Some yogurt or something. Right. And so so like But there was this level of shame. Like, I was like, who's Mm -hmm. can it? Does anybody I know around here? I felt like I was in the liquor aisle and I didn't want to be caught.
0: I've done it with Olive when Olive was real little. I need to go again. Actually, I have a jar that's full, but I've done it with her at like four or five, like hanging off my t shirt and Mm -hmm. being like, damn, I am the shittiest fucking dad in the world, you know? Picking tax out of the coin star so I can get us, you know, (laughs) it's been so damn slow at the tattoo shop because all of us, you know, anyway. yeah. And what would be the worst if
1: you like if I lost the rubber band down there and then I had to call one of the people over to fucking fish my Mm -hmm. coins out of the coin star. And like I was just uh, I'll flip that shit, though, because
0: I've been on the coin star in Arizona getting that money for whiskey so mm, yeah. i mean at mm. least this time around i'm buying fucking bread and peanut butter you know for my kid or whatever mm-hmm. it is eggs you know yeah but i have i've done that Coinstar taking that voucher with olive you know as like a two three year old and bought in a fucking fifth evan williams you know they all just yeah, pff, yeah. Pff, look at me like that and i'm like you don't even know i'm going down to the res to get a pack of smokes for four bucks so i'm good <laughs>
1: So that's another part of my identity that I've been struggling with these days. That's not I mean it's not necessarily connected to the recovery part of it, but it's just like right. who am I as a man, Jerry? Am I am I doing enough to make enough money? Am I fucking uh, Yeah,
0: you never know. You'll never so, know. I mean maybe you'll never know. Maybe when you figure it out that's when you like die or something. Mm-hmm. And just fuck. So you never know. You'll never know. I mean we'll end on that nice note. No, let's end on a you wanna, Well I just <laughs> yeah, I'm not on the coin star note. Whereas I'm like, no, where I'm like, I bought whiskey with my baby
1: girl out of the Coinstar. Keep coming back, it works, you know. <laughs> so I just think that I think that whatever, what could I say? You are, <laughs> you are what you say you are. I don't want to end. Is that Eminem? I am whatever you say I am. Yeah, because, that is Eminem. Yeah. Um, I am, I am whatever I say I am. And, um, so, so I'm, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, I'm an athlete, I'm a writer, uh, I'm, I'm a lot of things, um, but, you know, I'm grateful to be here. (laughs) It's yeah sorry. i don't mean to make it just sounds a little corny but it's true. i know no it's all right you're the one feeling corny about it i'm <laughs> right? like taking it all
0: and but yes, i'm grateful to yeah. be able to do this with you and yeah it's to... a lot of gratitude here
1: same on my end yeah when i hear from people and i there's this guy and i i i'm i'm embarrassed that i didn't ask his i didn't even ask his fucking name maybe i did he's a painter out of texas and i think he's like it's like turner painting Mm TX or something like that on Instagram. And we had this whole long, great chat back and forth about it. And he's been listening to us since the beginning. And, you know, he he loves the show and he does, I'll, I'll send you his, his link. Like he shows an
0: artist or a house painter. He
1: does, he does house painting and like refinishing and like, so he does, he shows a lot of like the, the, well, there's art in that too. House painting. Sure. Pain in the ass. I was going to say, didn't you just paint a house? Yeah. I was a house (laughs) painter for six months too. It was fucking rough um but he shows a lot of the process of it which is pretty cool like mm-hmm. there was something about like painting around an outlet and like you know it's important to take the fucking the tops the front off the outlet and like don't just yeah don't just be slopping <laughs> around it just with your roller around yeah. it yeah so i mean i'm grateful for that kind of stuff and being able to uh, yeah. know that you know the, the shit that we're doing is 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 good so as a as a soap it's as a sober As a a recovering, uh, sober podcaster, it's not a bad identity to have. No, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com.
0: And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.